Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience. She. We are very excited about uh, what is going on in the United States of America. My country, tis of thee. I am... <laughs> Actually, kind of uh, been doing a lot of research uh, this morning. Things have been changing pretty quickly in terms of what's going on. But before we get into impeachment, 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 uh, I wanted to say, hey, Eric, what's up? Hey, good afternoon and happy Friday, Susan. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty proud. We. I, I've been doing a lot of research this morning on yeah. this, and and I, I have some things I think might be of interest to our audience regarding it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to discussing uh, this week's news with yes. you. And Thank you. And our special guest. Our special resident astrologer Cheryl Hopkins, right here. And what. I mean, we've got to see what the stars are implying regarding this whole situation. I bet Cheryl has an opinion. <laughs> oh, you really? Hello, Susan. Hi, Hi Eric. Cheryl. How's everyone? Good, good. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, yeah, things are nuts. <laughs> well, you you what, had what, said what, a what lot of say? stuff was go, was going to happen was coming up. Remember, like two months ago. Yes, yes, and and what brings to mind is that saying, "May you live an interesting time." <laughs> yeah, the Chinese curse. <laughs> yeah, that would be us. <laughs> oh, yes, it would be big, big time, definitely. Um, yeah. Well, you know, just the kind of like you know, um, a, a quick little recap. You know, we in July, of course, we had the eclipses. We had what six planets retrograde. Right. Then right. we had we had the reshuffle of retrograde, the retrograde wave. I'm calling it. You know, we had the <laughs> yeah. reshuffle in August to five planets. Right. Then right. In, then last month or this month, we're still, of course, in September. Um, Saturn went direct, so now we're down to four. Then uh, in October, Pluto goes direct. Then we're down to three. And then, of course, uh, Neptune goes direct in November, I suspect Chiron December, and then Uranus in January. So it's really kind of, if you look at it, if you back up and you sort of look at it, it's like we had this period of like this concentration of energy where the planets were moving much, much slower in orbit. And it really symbolically gave the feeling of things kind of being stationary, being really stuck, some, you know, the sense of hurry up and wait. You know, yeah, um, not yeah that's really my life. Able, <laughs> yeah, not being able to really step forward, you know, uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and the positive in all of that was the opportunity to just really look at what was going on. You know, what is it that I haven't been I've been moving so much and doing so much or whatever. What could I really take a look at it and sit with, you know, and unpack in order to maybe free up energy in order to proceed? in a better, more conscious, integrous way as the planet slowly, you know, went direct. And right. so it's kind of been like this wave of energy, you know, from stuff then to a, like a loosening and a letting go. So what did we see? Well, when it comes to the madness in our political system, we see that it stinks more than we realized. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's even, yeah. It's, it's just... You know, I mean, it, we well, not more it. than I realized. I, I'm already on top of the corruption <laughs> stuff, like uh, well, yeah, corruption. And yeah. I, I, I put it that way for the benefit of those who are trying to um, 
what play both sides or who are trying to find the silver lining. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not good. Uh, okay. Having said that, <laughs> um, this month we have Pluto going direct. So that's really good. Um, if you have any planets around 20 degrees, such as Cancer, Capricorn, Libra, Aries, that's definitely going to be impacting in the sense that Pluto is representative of uh, death and transformation, um, rebirth, empowerment. This is a huge thing for the United States, you know, because yes, Pluto is slowly yes, approaching, is. you know, where it is in the natal chart. Um so then compounding that, then the, you know, we you heard a lot of talk. I know I'm sure you did, Susan, around the Saturn-Pluto south node conjunction in Capricorn. I mean, the whole astrology world is just, you know, that's a key topic, right? Well, this right. month, the, the nodes of the moon move from 13 degrees Cancer-Capricorn to 10 because they move backwards. So okay. this directly impacts the United States sun. Um, so this is what this guy was talking to me about when he said, okay, the, all this stuff's happening with the south nodes on October the 1st. It's going to change everything. Well, and I, I'm like, I'm gonna, yeah, maybe, I'm maybe gonna, not. You, you had texted that to me, so uh, I made sure that I really took a look at that um, a little bit more in depth. So the fact that the nodes of the moon are going to be um, sitting right on, and it's the north node meaning that oh, okay. the North Node is representative of, first of all, whatever's going to happen around the American president is going to get worldwide attention, which it does. Duh, anyway. he's over there but babbling it, away at the United Nations about... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so pretty much from next Sunday through the 9th of October, the North Node of the Moon will be exactly on the U.S. sun. Okay, so what occurs in that those days will be very, very prominent publicly on the world stage. So that's the one one piece. Now to touch upon what you were saying about the first on the first, we have Venus in Libra exactly square to Pluto in Capricorn. So Venus is going to be um, touching in in a stressful way, challenging way to the Saturn, Pluto and South Node energy. You know, so Venus is going to be strong because she is in the sign of um, that, that she rules Libra. So it's right. really an opportunity for personal values to recalibrate now from the higher to be able to um, speak from a place of mediation, diplomacy. How can we connect? How can we cooperate? All right. And, and right. to right. look at where we've had trouble and let's together overcome it. That's the high road. The low road. Right. Mm. I want what I uh -uh. want. <laughs> you know? Speaking of uh, our government, the low road. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. So, and on the same day, and so how? So this is. I'm talking about where the planets are going to be on that day. So how okay. it will be impacting the United States chart is that <clears throat> is that Venus will be opposing our Chiron, our natal Chiron, which is also at 20 degrees of Aries. Okay, and it our natal Chiron opposes Saturn. All right, so. It's as if um, we're being invited to do some healing around our sense of who we are, all right, you know, our, our, our identity, all right, as a people. We are, we are totally uh, screwed in terms of that, in terms of how the nation sees what an American is, who is an American, what, you know. Because right. when, when you're talking on the, the level of a country, you're talking of, each person could be seen like the cell in a cell in the physical body, the cell in the in the um, government, the country, the country's body, 
And so Venus in opposition to this placement is an opportunity to um, recalibrate and um, heal the the areas around our value and our worth, that it encompasses, you know, all of us and not just those who the people in power designate. Okay, you people are valued. Everybody else doesn't, right? Well, this is, Cheryl, this is so fascinating to me. I I know I'm interrupting you, and I want you to get back to that. No, go ahead. While I was skiddling around on YouTube uh, this morning, I ran into you. Do you know the picture from the uh, Depression from 1936 called Migrant Mother? Uh, The the woman that she's got the baby in her lap. sitting on the porch holding the kid in her lap, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, that. she's well. She's in up in a lean-to, but you know. Anyway, she's sitting there with the baby, and then the two kids with the it's, and that picture impacted on so many people. So I re, I'm listening to this whole thing. This guy is talking about how she was, and then the, here's what's interesting: she was native. She was born in Indian Territory before Oklahoma became a state. She ended mm. up having eleven children, and the, the kids were all fairly well. You know, the, the I forget the uh, photographer's name now. I didn't write her name down. But anyway, she got very famous from this photograph. It's been used in so many things. It wasn't copyrighted, so it's been a stamp. It's been all kinds of things. And they said, uh, well, you know, it didn't help us. It didn't do any good for us. And then when their mother uh, was in the hospital dying, um, they sent out a thing asking for people to, to help pay her uh, hospital bills. And, mm-hmm. I mean, to over 2,000 cards and letters and all went, and, and they suddenly started seeing it differently, because you're saying, mm-hmm. who is an American? Mm-hmm. And started mm-hmm. seeing that, that what showed through in her was her love for her children, her determination, the strength of American motherhood, and yeah. that all of her 11 children then saw what she had done. People would, were writing and saying, she gave me the strength to do what I needed to do by looking at her at her picture and seeing her courage and her strength and what she did. And I thought, wow, you just said that. What is an American? What what does that? And I mm-hmm. saw that this morning, and it just dovetails so beautifully wow. on who we are. Yeah, like this is what what's really up for us this month. It's real this because on the first. Like I said, we've got the transiting Venus in opposition to the the United States natal Chiron. So, of course, Chiron dealing with the issue of where we have a wound, but also where we have our strength, because the wound is our strength. It's just recalibrating how we're seeing it, right? And sorry, Chiron is in Aries, which is I, I, not not we, I. Okay, and it's in the fourth house, which is the foundation of the chart. It's you know home. Home, mother, apple pie, you know, patriotism, uh, American, what what it means to be American. So Venus is in opposition to that, you know. It's that we we need to find a new way of of thinking about that and relating to that. Then the transiting um, Chiron, interestingly enough, on the first, on the same day, is square to the U.S.'s natal Venus. Exactly. Wow. So you've got... These interactions around Venus and what does Venus represent? She represents feminine, the feminine energy, the yin energy. We need, yes. so, you know, and how, isn't it interesting? I don't know if you had heard, but um, I heard on NPR, uh, because I live in Virginia, you know, I think it was the Virginia um, uh, radio station was speaking about how several um, uh, of the new freshmen 
in Congress who have military background were coming out for impeachment. And of those several, the majority were, were women. And, and yes. it, it, this is like a personification kind of, a, of that, you know, what we're saying right here, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Who are yeah. we? Who are we as a people? Who, yeah. You know, I'm an American. And so okay. when, when I have my flag waving, you know, neighbors, you know, telling mm-hmm. me that my views aren't American, I'm like, uh, no, actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, totally. I, I love my country. You know, I, I yeah. don't have to yeah. wave a flag to be a good American. Right. And, and the Pluto, again, at that same degree as the transiting Venus to the Chiron, 20 degrees of Capricorn, okay, is um, causing us to rethink, you know, what is our power? Uh, what has our power been? Our capacity to make money, to control the information flow? Huh? And in the mm-hmm. natal side of the U.S. chart, we've got Pluto in opposition to Mercury. What is Mercury? Communication, information. Mm-hmm. Pluto in the second house of the U.S. chart is our money, how we make our money. And this has always been seen as our, our strength. And you have countries around the world, we need to be like the U.S., we need to do it like the U.S. Hmm, really? Maybe what you need to do is you need to, to see, okay, what works that uh, supports our value system and leave the rest <laughs> and do, do what right. works for you, you know, rather than taking on wholesale just because, you know, like I said to my husband when he first relocated here, just because we know how to make money doesn't mean that our values are in the right place. That absolutely true. I watched Bernie Sanders last night on uh, Stephen Colbert, and what he said is, how is it right that, you know, um, a couple of people have more wealth than half the nation? Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. I mean, it, it, that's out of balance. It's totally out of balance. Yeah. And, and it so isn't as we who move, we are. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, you know, who are we? We're b- back to our self-identity. Yes. And that's really what Aries is about. And here you have Chiron, the wounded healer, in the sign of identity. So, and isn't it interesting how one of the boogie boogie man words in politics now is identity politics? And, <laughs> and you know, every time I hear that, I think, boy, that's the Chiron and Aries speaking loud and clear. You know, you have people. It's so funny it how these things uh, coincide, isn't it? It's oh, hark! Yeah. It must be a coincidence. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Completely, completely. Yeah. And interestingly yeah. enough. That Chiron Aries is in positive relationship in the United States chart to the Mars, Mars and Gemini. And that Mars and Gemini is very cozy, fitting right in with Trump's um, Gemini planet, Sun, Uranus, uh, North Node, and the opposition to his um, Moon in Sagittarius and South Node. So you, you can see the literal astrological representation of why Trump appeals to the people who feel like they have the definition of what an American is, you know? And how uh-huh. did, he, how did uh-huh. he, he cement his appeal? Through his rhetoric, through his words, okay? Um, through his obf- obfuscation okay, <laughs> of the truth, um, such as birtherism and all the other um, falsehoods that he has just trafficked in. Hmm. I think it was so, the last August that uh, at that point that he had uh, they counted over two thousand and some odd lies that he that he's told yeah, since his, he, he came into office. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. So, so um, 
uh, just to kind of move a little bit uh, into the month, there is a period where we've got the sun in Libra um, having interaction with, um, you know, uh, the Saturn Capricorn energies. Um, uh-huh. And that will also trigger the U.S. chart because the U.S. Um, has Saturn at 14 Libra. Okay. And so okay. The, sun, the sun will be conjoining that. And then that will be kicking off that Chiron and opposition. And it will be um, squaring the U.S.'s sun. So, again, there should be some event that comes forth somewhere around the 7th, the 8th, uh, perhaps the 9th, you know, that has to do with um, uh, war, um, authority, um, decision-making by the president, okay? Um, you know, yeah, let's have a war to distract from my corruption. Totally. And, and remember, <laughs> he came in here on the promise of getting us out of Afghanistan, no more wars, let's make money instead. Isn't it interesting? Well, that, how he's, that's been a running what, what theme for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you see that it's almost like when when they get into the position, the story changes. You know, yeah. especially when they yeah. when they start screwing up, like you said, let's have a war to distract. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. So so then we have that, and then we have um, on the thirteenth uh, of the month. It looks like we've got the sun in um, great relationship to um, Ju- Jupiter. So there's opportunity there to really do the right thing, act in integrity. Yes. Okay. And, and integrity. And, and yes. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I try to practice it every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's, that's an opportunity, you know. Um, and also on that day, um, the sun will be approaching, trying, uh, which is the best aspect, a very favorable, beneficial aspect to the transiting Pluto. Okay. Um, and, that would also be um, stressing out that flow, positive flow, um, will be stressing out the Chiron peak in the U.S. chart. So uh, the ability to act in integrity could also show up as a, as a way of um, being somewhat um, dogmatic about, you know, what, what the philosophy is or how we're going to function, et cetera, uh, or the mm-hmm. story we're going to put forward, no matter what the truth says. Like, don't believe your, your lion eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in a book. <laughs> you I actually read? had a girlfriend who came home and found her husband in bed with somebody else, and he literally said, "Do you are you going to believe me or your lying eyes?" <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is that could and be she a time frame when that for a is moment so before she threw their clothes out the window. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so then, also the 13th, 14th is going to be quite interesting, particularly the 14th, because we'll have okay. the sun then exactly square to Pluto. And again, sextile to um, to uh, Jupiter, what, well, which is what I, I just mentioned. So that could be an interesting time to see what yes. comes forth. Um, and then as we go down from, it looks like the 16th through the 20th, here we've got now the inner planet, right? We've got Mercury, Venus um, in Scorpio in favorable interactions with um, outer planets Neptune, Pluto, and Saturn. So Mercury cool. communication. Venus, personal desires, creativity, right? Business agreements. Both these planets are key for business. Uh, Mercury for yes. business agreements and contracts. Uh, Venus for, um, you know, how, what your values are in terms of business and creativity and cooperation with others that you would be um, in, uh, in joint effort with. So opportunity there to express imagination, get uh, insight, creativity, 
um, and to have, a, have deeper insights and awareness because, of course, Neptune's involved, and also empowerment. So that could be really good. I know what the work you're doing, Susan, that could be a really um, good time frame for you because you've got some Pisces in your chart, right? Yeah, uh, Pisces? Yeah, uh, son in the eighth house in my natal, yeah. Yeah, okay. My, so my son is in Pisces be... in the eighth house, and um, yeah, and and honestly, we are on. Um, we have less than ten pages to finish this script, this screenplay that we're writing. Nice, nice. I was yeah. when you when you texted me that I thought to myself, you you know that totally fit with the fact that at the beginning of September you have these planets, all the inner planets in Virgo. So in right. great at, uh, interaction and beneficial flow to the Capricorn, Pluto, Saturn stuff. So I was kind of uh, languaging it as the Saturn, Pluto, South Node stuff is like, you know, unearthing all the, the gunk in the psyche, all the, mm-hmm. the everything that is not good and pleasant to look at. And um, and then here comes along the Virgo inner planets going, all right, you know, like like the day after the storm has, you know, littered the, the, the yard and knocked the tree on the roof. Right. Assessment. What What do we got to do to clean this thing up? What do we got to do to fix it up? And, and yet the air is all forward. fresh. And yeah. Yep, yeah. Exactly. And, that's kind and of how see, that I'm looking up. at I'm I'm looking at that tomorrow. Uh, the 28th of September is, is the new moon. And uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, um, I was I speed all the time. Let me just say that. <laughs> but I never <laughs> I get surprised? tickets. I never get tickets. <laughs> However, on this particular day. <laughs> I lost my temper with the driver in front of me and I went zipping around him and then I saw the motorcycle cop <laughs> oh. Oh, no. up ahead of me. And I knew, I mean, I I knew he's he'd locked into me. You know, I got in the left turn when I was gonna do, he pulled in behind me, I turned left, turned on my right turn signal, stopped. I said I deserve to get that ticket, not because I was speeding, but because I was impatient and I yeah. was irritated yeah. with the driver in front of me so it's like yeah. being in integrity uh tomorrow i will be in uh traffic school all afternoon uh well, which will keep it off of my insurance interesting piece too around that is you know did this happen in september yes i believe it did i'd have to look back it had to okay. be probably early september that would fit uh, because you had no mm-hmm. interplanets in, in Virgo. They would have been opposing your Pisces sun and and then and, and, and stressing your Gemini moon. Okay. Right. So that would have created the impatience. That would have created right. the the quick reactions, the non-thinking, the justification. Right. And yep. that, yeah, that would have been the in, the influence on you at that time. And anybody else, let's say, who had planets in uh, Pisces or Virgo or Sag, right, at that time. Right. So for this year, for this month, what we're dealing with is more of the cardinal signs, the Libra, Capricorn, Cancer. Um, so those of us who have, and of course, Aries, too. Um, for those of us who have uh, planets there are, are definitely at the effect of what, you know, I said before. Um, but then again, back to what I was saying, um, the 16th through the 20th should be a really good time for you, Susan, because... The, the inner planets, Mercury, Venus, are in Scorpio, water sign. So that's um, a beneficial relationship to your Pisces sun, okay? Um, so definitely take advantage of that time to dig in, you know, in terms of just um, more insight, uh, that, that intuitive prompting, you know, um, just psychological 
uh, deeper access um, that would be helpful in terms of your creative endeavors, in terms of people's inner motivations, okay? Um, I agree. Yeah. And so stay in integrity. Be, yeah, just, just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the 28th, it looks like, we've got Mars square to Saturn uh, in Capricorn and uh, quincunx to Neptune. So this, you know, when Mars and Saturn come together, it's like the tendency is to, to use a sledgehammer, you know, when a feather would do. <laughs> right. Okay, so pay attention to that. Right. So, I mean, so you don't have Mars, to Saturn, use a sledgehammer. Exactly. But it, it will maybe a time when it, uh, hard work is needed, okay? Uh, it right. may be, but, but it, there's a need to discern what is movable and what is immovable. And for what is immovable, be willing to let it go. Walk around, just let it go. And then, um, you know, because there's no point in trying to prop up something that's not going to work, you know. Right. Uh, then it's about, you know, reinforcing what needs to be reinforced in order to make it stronger. So uh, if you're going to, you know, be doing hard work, do hard work uh, for the right reasons with the right thing. So that's right. kind of like a, a good um, feeling for the 28th. And then, of course, the 29th through, um, through the 30th, it's like... Um, there, what we've got going on there is like be willing to, you know, um, step up to commitment to, you know, what one has agreed to, you know, um, being right. be willing to, to take that on, uh, but also be logical and aware about what you're saying yes to so that you're not doing, you know, feeling yourself pulled into something that's not of interest. And then the last bit is that on the last day of the month, Halloween, which is on a Thursday, Mercury goes retrograde <laughs> at 27 degrees of Pisces, of, of uh, Scorpio. Oh, that's um, beautiful because it's inner work. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. See. So at 20, and, and interestingly, that is going to be exactly in uh, sextile, which is a beneficial aspect to the natal Pluto in the United States chart. Okay. Oh, so that's good. Who knows what can come forth? Because remember, the planet's turning retrograde. So, you know, it could be that something comes forth. It could be that something gets hidden that may not be known until the planet goes direct, which will be uh, mid around the same time uh, next month, around the 20, 20th of, of November, you know. So okay. who, who knows about that, you know? So we pay attention to those. And, and, you know, for the skeptics that are listening, like, oh, you know, astrology, blah, blah, blah. Well, take a look and see if it does match up, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, just if it, if it seems like it's going to work, that there's something there and it's working, you know, then, I mean, okay, there's the proof, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, the U.S. Uh, chart is, is definitely getting triggered and what I, I want to do is spend a little bit of time to uh, look at how these aspects affect the POTUS chart. The POTUS chart is the chart for the office of the presidency. Uh, that was right. established when that 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 was established when um, when um, uh, George Washington was um, when George Washington was uh, elected in office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I thought, oh, well, you, you kind of went above and beyond today. Uh, I really appreciate it. it. It helped me tremendously, always does. 
Um, I always look forward to talking with you. I mean, I know sometimes we do the recording, you know, and just play it. But other times, mm -hmm. like today, when I get to talk to you, it's uh, it's really a delight because you're so knowledgeable. And, you know, you put such uh, such an effort into what you give our audiences here. And I want to thank you again for what you do. Absolutely. I love it. And uh, happy to participate and uh, love talking with you. Uh, and so this has been great. Woohoo! Thanks, Cheryl. Right. Have a great day and keep up the good work. You too. Take care. Bye, hon. Well, Eric, uh, we took a little longer than we normally do. <laughs> That's okay. I know once you get uh, talking astrology, you really like to dive deep. I do. I know. I know. It's it. I, and I try to translate it into English because I'm. I myself. I have always been like, okay. I know you're speaking astrology with my astrology friends, and like, would you please translate that into English for me? And I think Cheryl does it fairly well. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some stuff that's sort of like I don't know what that means. Do you know what I mean? But. Um, Always, you could always get hold of her, Cheryl Hopkins, and uh, uh, get a chart done. She's good. Uh, we need to take a short break, and then I want to come back right after the break and really talk about uh, impeachment. Can it actually happen? How broad will the investigation be? Will it be shortened? And what about the national popular vote uh, movement? How is that going to impact? And can it and will it? And you know, how are we looking at, at and, and it's interesting because she's talking about our identity as Americans uh, in this country. How are we looking at that? And what are we seeing? And who are we? And why are we doing what we're doing? And I, I'm going to bring Lindsey Graham up a little bit, too, because he's such a delight um, <laughs> as far as hypocrisy is concerned. But <laughs> who could who could say? Uh, anyway, you are listening to Susan Harmon Experience on KKNW, Alternative Talk Radio. Always uh, fun to have you here with us. Stay tuned for more scintillating and interesting discussion around what is going on in the United States with impeachment. Stay tuned. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Susan Harmon is offering her skills as an intuitive counselor, medium, and energy healer via phone or Skype with her audience at a reduced rate of $40 for the first half hour. Susan listens to your guidance and gives what is needed for you in the present moment. Email susan at susanharmon.com and put I love the Susan Harmon hour in the subject line. This is a limited time offer, so set up your appointment by emailing susan at susanharmon.com today. In March 2016, Melinda Rabine received the Right Now Today Humanitarian Award for her work on a film about domestic violence called Asylum, which was also awarded Best Narrative Short at the 2018 Cinema on the Bayou Film Festival. Now she's turned her talents to making a new documentary, Stories of Us, Camp Second Chance. In the process, she embedded herself in the camp 
during the snows of winter, spending Christmas there and returning for numerous visits since. Rabide shows the beauty and humanity of the homeless residents and builds a bridge of compassion in this compelling look at the common threads that bind us all. Interested in knowing more? Contact Melinda Rabine. Email melindarabine at gmail.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Well, people have the power here on Susan Harmon Experience, where we like to see people being empowered and and moving forward. And, you know, the people have the power. That's such a good song. (laughs) Patty Smith. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's great. Years ago, uh, my husband, we were were in Austin, Texas, and we had been um, demonstrating. And he climbed up on the statue that was like these four horses, you know, together with their you know, hoofs up in the air and all, and and he had his fist in the air with his V fingers out on top of the fist going, people have the power, (laughs) power to the people. Ah, That hasn't changed much. We, um, I'm going to take a moment here uh, because we have a listener who absolutely adores me. And uh, a lot of listeners absolutely adore you. I know, but this, this gentleman takes the time to call in. And ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I just think that he's a real sweetheart. And he wanted to know what my definition of integrity is. Right. Well, actually, there's, it's pretty simple. My definition is the same definition as in the dictionary. You know, it's being honest. It's having strong moral principles. Mm-hmm. It's being upright. You know, uh, honor. It's all about honor and being of good character and and being standing in integrity. Don't say one thing. You know, a hypocrite is not an integrity because they say one thing and they do another. You know, so with me, what you see is what you get. I consider that being an integrity. That defines it pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think we covered that. All right. So anybody who's been uh, paying any attention, uh, either online or in the news, has heard uh, that uh, there is a whistleblower. Um, uh, uh, Donald Trump has uh, basically said this guy should be executed Right. Traitor. He has not quite understood the difference between the country and the Constitution and him as a human being. Yeah. Well, there, there was a, a, a whistleblower complaint because uh, Donald Trump, in his uh, phone call with the president of the Ukraine, uh, asked for them to investigate uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden um, basically replaying a conspiracy theory that there was corruption there when it's been shown over and over by investigative journalists and, uh, you and, know, the, Ukrainian and government. the Ukrainian government that, in fact, that there was no corruption on the part of the Bidens there. Um, so, right. yeah, so Trump uh, trying to get a, uh, a foreign power to give him dirt on a political rival, um, which is what he asked for to Russia uh, in the 2016 election. So clearly he he thinks that it's okay, And it's against the law. It It is is illegal. There is a law that says you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And when you blatantly do it and then on top of that, you try to cover up 
the phone call, hide that, you know, and get caught in the cover up mm-hmm. of, of this action. It says to me, you knew that what you did was wrong. Right, or at least people around him knew <laughs> well, what he did was if, wrong. If, because, if yeah. you're trying to cover it up, it you don't cover up things you don't think are wrong. Right, and of course, I, you know, I really seriously pray for Giuliani's uh, mental health. I mean, it, it's if, almost it, a, if you've seen any of his uh, cable uh, news appearances recently, he's definitely kind of unhinged looking it, uh, and speaking. Yes, yes, and I mean, contradicting, contradicting himself multiple times within, you know, a couple minutes. And this is who we had not only as mayor of New York, I can see that, I can see weird people as mayor of New York, but he was a prosecutor, too. I mean, yeah. you know, this is, he's not an uneducated man. Sure. You know, people's mental states can change over time, of course. They certainly yeah. can, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they can improve, and they can, I mean, they can I, deteriorate. I, they can deteriorate, you know. I, I uh, was going out with a man who was a pilot, you know, commercial pilot. He'd been a Marine pilot prior to that, and he said he used to just be gung-ho with this, you know, aggressive view, and he has mellowed and has started looking at things a little differently now than he used to. And that's, uh, you know, that's, you know, people can change in either direction or multitudes of directions. And I, you know, I've done things in my past that I would not do today. I'm not going to say what they are. (laughs) (laughs) I think you probably already said what they are on the air. I probably (laughs) have because I'm not really big on, uh, uh, you know, hiding things for the most part. There's some things that I just soon keep private, but if they came out, I would admit to what I'd done. I mean, that's what I remember Oprah Winfrey saying what she doesn't mind if they tell the truth. She said she was coming back from the farm to the city with, um, God, what's her boyfriend's name? Uh, Stedman. And she couldn't wait to get to the gas station, told her to pull over on the side of the road so she could go to the bathroom. And she said, if they printed that, it would be okay. Okay, I might not want that out. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it would be okay because it was true. It's when they print things about me that aren't true that sure. I get upset. You know, and in Trump's case, they print things that are true, and he gets upset. Right. So, um, uh, Lindsey Graham, who, who is such a delight, uh, during the Clinton impeachment process, he said it. Nothing illegal had to be done. They just simply needed a cleansing. That was the word to use, a cleansing of the office and restoring the honor and integrity to the office, restoring the honor and integrity to the office. Right. That was that was reason enough to have an impeachment hearing. How far we've come when he now says so. Um, Oh, well, I really don't see that this is a problem. Really? You saw these things were a problem when he was a candidate for the office, and now suddenly they're not problems. Right. I have a problem with that. <laughs> I think the problem is called hypocrisy. You know, so these are these are things that I think we all have to have to take a look at. Uh, do you know who Mike Murphy is? No. He's a no. 
he's a Republican political uh, consultant. He's worked with, I mean, all kinds of guys. He's, he's a big Republican and all. Well, he came out um, day before yesterday and said that would have been, uh, let's see, today is Friday, Thursday, on Wednesday, and said that if there was a secret vote today on impeachment, he knew 30, 30 uh, Republican senators would vote for impeachment. So I think, uh, Jeff, I think former Senator, former Republican, Jeff Flake, yeah, yes. Jeff Flake yeah, said the same out, thing. Yeah. Yes. No, no. What Jeff Flake said yesterday was that it was 35. Oh, okay. He went from Mike Murphy said on Wednesday 30, and Jeff Flake, mm-hmm. who served in the Senate, who knows these people, uh, he said that uh, uh, yesterday on the uh, 27th, say it's the 28th, uh, bling, ding, ding. Anyway, he said, he said there's 35. So if you take the uh, 35, uh, just say, let's just say it's 35. And the, the 47 Democrats, if they all vote, if they all voted for impeachment, and the 35 Republicans, that gives you 82 senators when you only need 70 mm-hmm. to vote for, which is very interesting. I mean, uh, I find that uh, interesting. And one of the things I watched, uh, uh, Chek, uh, Chenk, I never say his name right, T- the Young Turks, uh, TYT, uh, talking about this, uh, Chenk Uger. And he said that they're looking at the way the polls, that the polls for impeachment have moved up 13 points in two days. Two days. And when they impeached Nixon, it was at 19% uh, before they moved forward with that. So he's talking about that the uh, politicians pay attention to polls. They, they really do. And they will uh, move more towards uh, uh, whatever will keep them in office. <laughs> That's where their interests lie. Sure. Okay. Uh, Again, back to integrity or lack thereof. So he's saying in two days it went up 13 points. So 79% uh, percent of Democrats are in favor of impeachment. That's not a big surprise. Uh, 33 to 39% of independents. And it, I mean, it moved, it moved up to 79, but I didn't write down what it had been before. So uh, it went, the independents went from 33% to 39 in two days. And Republicans who went from five percent to ten percent in two days. That's yeah. that's interesting to me. I find that that uh, the fact that politician take politicians take their cues from uh, polls, and the reason they do is that the donors are telling them. And what's really important to politicians? Donors are telling them uh, this isn't good for us. We need we need stability and we don't have it right. here, and uh, and that is a fact. We 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 invested in you. We got the 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 money that we wanted. I mean, do you remember before they gave the big tax break uh, to the you know the corporations and the very wealthy? Was that they were publicly complaining that they were not getting what they paid for? That we bought you people, and you are not giving us what we want. And they and so they got their they got their tax breaks. I mean, it's 
our corruption is so out in the open. It is so non-secret. And that I find to be a real issue. I mean, I don't know about you, but, well, I mean, it's an issue in the sense that it's good to have the corruption out openly if we do something about it. Right, right. You know, if we don't just say, oh, well, that's the way things are. And to me, one of the things that's important that we can do is um, the move towards a national popular vote. Uh, A lot of people don't realize that the Electoral College is not mandated in the Constitution at all. It is not constitutional. That's one of those myths that goes around. Uh, it simply isn't true. Um, I looked up some things, and but I would advise— Go ahead. It, it is constitutional, but it, maybe yeah, it's, it's not, not in the original— It's not in the Constitution. Okay. What it says in the Constitution is that the state legislators can decide how they— uh, I can't remember the exact wording, mm-hmm. but um, let me see if I can find that— uh, that that it that they can uh, uh, the state legislators can decide how they want to do it. Okay. So what I found interesting that in 1789, the first U.S. Uh, election, only three states used the electoral college system, and that by 1800, all three of those states had repealed it. I don't know what the states were, but that I found interesting. And uh, since the Electoral College is not a part of the Constitution, it it can move. And so we've got—I don't remember the exact states that. Um, but I it, know that it would take a constitutional amendment to uh, remove it. Uh, no, from, it won't. Our, no, it won't. Well, no, it won't. It, it, to it to actually have, get rid of the Electoral College, it would, but there are workarounds. This is the workaround: is yes. the the national popular vote. If if enough if states that that uh, add up to 270 electoral votes, mm-hmm. if those states all go for that, then it's a done deal. Right. So if we're not at that point now. And the reason that, I mean, for instance, a governor of a state has to be elected by all the people in that state. Right. Not not sure. not the. One city or, right, or one right. county doesn't get more. The, the votes rural than, areas don't suddenly get, yes. you know, a vote and a half. Uh, right. Just because they're less populous. Exactly. So uh, that and, and again, it's not constitutional, which I did a few years ago think that it was. And I just want to congratulate the state of Washington on being the fifth state to sign this uh, compact, this agreement uh, for the national popular vote. Uh What's interesting to me is some of the states have passed it and then uh, the governors have vetoed it. So they're still working on whether it'll happen before the election next year is slim, but it could happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's not likely to happen. I am an, the eternal optimist, and I'm thinking if they get enough publicity and people talk about it enough, it will. But it makes me crazy to think that four states can decide the election. And why it makes me crazy, well, besides the fact that it's not fair, when you know the popular vote was three million more by Hillary Clinton sure. than, it, than it was, is the fact that um, you can rig an election so much more easily with this system. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you, you, the way that I mean, you only have our, to affect one state as opposed to 50 states. That's right. Yeah. Four at the max. So the states right now, well, that, like in 2000, it came down to one state, you know, um, yeah, and, yeah. and we or, saw how that played out. And that didn't play out very well at all. No. And and then this last election, it was it was Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. And wasn't there a fourth in 2020? I can't remember 2016. Yeah. Anyway, but, so this is this is interesting that there there is the the states can agree that whoever wins the popular vote will get their uh, electoral college votes regardless. Of, regardless. Yeah. I think that's good. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, that, and then we can move forward on, on cleaning it up altogether, but the states that they're saying that will impact the 2020 election are Florida, go figure, Florida, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania doesn't have a paper ballot to back up their electronic votes, which is really bad because you can't do a hand count. Michigan, which to me, I mean, the story is going around now that 70,000 people uh, were so disgusted with everything that they didn't vote in the presidential race. Mm. I say, my opinion is, and I think Bev Harris will back me up on this, that those 70,000 votes uh, were, were, there was a computer hack-in that showed that they were not voting in the, uh, in the presidential election. You know, because of a hack, not because they chose not to. They voted in every other race but the presidential race. Right. I just, that's, I can that's see. That's pretty odd. Yes, that, that, not that high a number. I could see maybe five, 10, 15,000 tops. Sure. But he won Michigan by 10,000 votes. Mm-hmm. You throw in those 70,000, let's, let's throw in half of them, 35,000. He loses Michigan. And if you if you believe in if you think you're right, then why not do a hand recount? And they Michigan refused to do a hand a hand recount. Uh, and then you have Wisconsin. So Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin are the four states that could uh, swing the election. My guess the, is of of enough states do this that it will actually affect the outcome of the presidential election. This is going to go to the courts. It'll be a fight in the courts and may go all the way to the Supreme Court. And then the Supreme Court, regardless of whether it's constitutional or not, is now packed with uh, right wing, extreme right wing <laughs> uh, judges. And they could, as we saw in 2000, just vote along party lines and then declare it unconstitutional regardless of whether it is or not. That is something that could happen. Yeah. I don't think it will hmm. because I really don't. I, I, I honestly, okay. You, you can call me crazy. It's fine. I don't care. I really believe in the American people. I don't well, believe, I believe in, in gerrymandering. I believe in the American people. I don't believe in gerrymandering, but I do, you know, see the what happens often is that the will of the people is blocked or subverted yep. or corrupted mm-hmm. yep. uh, by political actors. I I agree with you. But I think that just like we were talking about with the astrology a little while ago, that the corruption is so blatant and so out there. I mean— you know, he's using the United Nations as a platform to talk about the, this issue. It's totally inappropriate. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that and I'm being kind, don't you think? I'm being kind by calling it inappropriate. Sure. I mean, so um, hey, we've got about three minutes here left in the show. It goes by so quick. Um, but I just wanted to uh, get your prediction, maybe, and just this could be just based on what you've seen so far, or your gut feeling. But do you think uh, Donald Trump will be impeached? Yes. And do you and do you see uh, the Senate um, convicting or doing anything? Uh, yes, I do. And I think it behooves us to put pressure on Nancy Pelosi to not narrow the scope of the impeachment mm. uh, to just cover the Ukraine. He has committed many uh, high crimes. Sure. Uh, and so I think he, it needs to be broadened, not limited. And I think it behooves every one of us to call our senators, our House of Representatives and all of this and say, well, House of Representatives for this phase of it. But do not limit the scope yeah. of the impeachment hearings. Yeah, I think that's really important for us. I think he gets impeached by the House. I think the Senate blocks uh, any trial uh, and so votes not to convict. Um, and I think he remains uh, as president until the 2020 election. Um, Where he loses. Yeah. And I actually I, I see a silver lining in that, in that if he is impeached and the Senate convicted him and he stepped down, Mike Pence, as president, will pardon him like Gerald Ford did to Nixon. And if he's not able to be pardoned, then he can be convicted when he's out of office of his crimes. Well, that's a that's a that's a nice uh, uh, you know I I I would support that position. <laughs> My guess, really though, is that a... as soon as he's out of office, he flees to Moscow to live like an oligarch. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, and avoid I prosecution. His family will will move to Moscow. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like our time is up, and we just have to remind people to to keep <laughs> dancing. I mean, dancing in the streets when whatever happens that you know, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. It's going to be a juicy, uh, juicy news cycle here in the next few weeks. That's for sure. It is definitely going to keep us on our toes. Dancing. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Have a great weekend. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.